Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, so today I'm here with Zimmer, French, and the world and amazing stuff. So you were born in Annecy, right, in France? Yep. How was that like? Uh, it was nice. Nice <laughs> nice and cozy, small city in the Alps. Yeah. Uh, there's a beautiful lake there, so super peaceful. What were you like growing up? Like as a kid, what were you into? I was a sports kid. I was like super into basketball. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we, when I was 11, we moved to LA for a year. And it's just the year the Lakers won almost uh, swept the playoffs. So I wanted to be like Kobe, basically. <laughs> but it didn't happen, so. Other than sports, like, what were you into? Do you have like, specific subjects you were into? I mean, I was pretty into music already. I was, oh, wow. I was playing piano. I mean, started DJing when I was like 15, I think. Yeah, wow, but Not that young compared to others, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my two things, I guess, music and sports. Yeah, were your parents? Like musical people also? No, which <laughs> kind of sucks in a way because I don't have that much. Uh, I had to like build my own musical culture, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, my parents had like maybe 10 records and like 20 CDs and we would like always listen to the same stuff <laughs> in the car. But What kind of stuff was it? Uh, nothing too crazy, like some, some Michael Jackson, some soul mm -hmm. music, some... Uh, I can't even remember. Some 80s stuff. Yeah. What were they like academic people or what did they do? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, my dad's a, a scientist. Oh, wow. He's a re yeah, he's a studying gravitational waves. That's that's his thing. Wow. <laughs> and my mom, uh, my mom's a teacher. So they're like really, like, yeah, academic people, basically. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a younger brother. Is yeah. Music? Uh, it used to be, which is the weird thing. Like, when we were younger, he was in bands, he was singing, playing guitar, bass, everything. So I, I always thought he was the one who was going to have a career in music. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, but he, maybe I'll take him on tour or something oh, one day when I have a live show. <laughs> but you played piano for like 10 years growing up, right? Yep. So yeah. were you like always... I was super bad. <laughs> I was really bad. I was terrible. I didn't study. I didn't work. <laughs> Which is, is kind of an issue if you're playing the piano, you need to practice. Yeah, but yeah I did piano like growing up and like... It's, it's so tough, crazy. right? Yeah. You need to work. And like here in Hong Kong, people have so much emphasis on like competition oh, yeah. and stuff, but I guess uh -huh. you don't have that like back home. Oh no, like, there is like so zero crazy. competition. Like my, my piano teacher, she was like my psychiatrist. Like I would talk <laughs> to her like for 20 minutes and she would be like, your mom's going to kill me if we don't like play some piano and I'll play like two pieces and, and that was it, you know? Have they always been supportive of your music career? Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, at first they were a bit confused when I told them, like, I was considering, like, uh, stopping my studies and just, like, pursue a, pursue a career in music. Yeah. But now that everything's going well, they're, like, super happy and, like, really supportive. I t like, I always call them when I'm in airports and stuff. Like, <laughs> Even even like my grandmother, she looks at my Instagram feed and she's like, "Oh, what? I saw you in Hong Kong." Yeah, 
I mean, not on her phone, but on the oh. computer. She's like, oh yeah, I saw you like in LA or whatever. That looked cool. So where do you think you got this like passion for music from? Um, I'm not sure, but I, I remember when we were younger, like with my parents, we do a lot of road trips in the in the US, <laughs> and. I don't know, there was something about like looking at those sceneries and stuff and like listening to music. I liked it. And I don't know, I think it, it gives a, a vibe to things and it's it, it takes you away. I've always liked that. Yeah. I guess. And what were your first like inspirations? In terms of artists? Yeah. Um everything really started clicking when I discovered like the whole new disco thing. Mm. Like aeroplane. Yeah. Uh, Tatarie, Breakbot, like all these guys, I, like I went through a bunch of musical phases, but I discovered these guys in like 2008, 2009, mm -hmm. and that like really clicked with just me. Through the internet or your friend showing you? Yeah, no, just yeah, for blogs. Like it was the the Fluo Kids time yeah. back then. Like yeah, blogs like that that would like showcase new music from for me, cause cause I didn't come from a big city, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the hard thing. Like so many people in the Paris scene, they are like born and raised in Paris, so it's yeah. easier because they they go to social club when I was, when they're like 16, and that didn't happen for me. So I had to like learn everything, you know. Did you move to LA? Like other than road trips, did you move there permanently? Yeah, we 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 did like one year when I was 11, and before that we also did like two years when I was much younger. In, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. When I, when I was a baby, basically. So. And I read that the, you went to school with like bungalows, like palm trees. Yeah, yeah, that was that year. But like, <laughs> it's it was until like the DJing years. That was the best year of my life. It was wow. amazing. Like. Yeah, I read that you're like you discovering LA and like the scene, and you just like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you still feel that same feeling towards LA? Uh, I don't know. It's different. I'm I'm there so much now. I guess I guess like four or five times a year. So I'm, I got I've gotten used to it, I guess. So it's 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 not as magical as it used to be. Yeah, I just like because that's you know. Yeah. But that's that's one of the thing that's bad in a way about DJing is because you you travel so much, you see so many cities. It's like nothing really seems new anymore, you know, because you've seen so much. But yet you haven't seen anything. You've barely scratched the surface. But still, it's. You, you've lost that innocence towards new places, yeah. in a way. So, you studied product design, right? Yep. How did, were you like a design person also, or how did that come into the picture? Yeah, actually, yeah, when, when I was a kid, I, yeah, that's, that's the third thing. I was really into, into like sneakers, cars, like, I was like always drawing sneakers and cars on, on my notebooks when I was a kid, so. I, I, like that was one of my dream jobs as well, but I was really bad at, at drawing, so I I went to business school first because I, I was like okay I'm not, I'm I'm not good enough to be a designer so I'll be like a marketing guy that works with designers, and then I switched to design school and I realized you can still be a good designer without being a, a good end drawer you know, so I worked I I was a product designer for for two years before before quitting and doing music only. Um, at first, I did two years in Annecy, then a year and a half in Grenoble, which is kind of close. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to product design school was in Paris. I moved to yeah. Paris in 2010, I think. Yep. Looking back, do you think you could have like studied something else? No, definitely not. Like, 
basically, it's because of product design school that I got to make music. Because I had like a year, a year off to, to do like my finals projects. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing it, I learned production. And I was like just making music every day. So which is weird because when I look at it now, the lifestyle I had back then of like not having anything to do than like opening up SoundCloud, listening to new music, making music. It's, it's the same thing I'm doing today. So, no, I'm, I'm glad I, I took those studies because they brought me where I am now. Yeah, so how did you realize that you can make like, a career out of it? Uh, I guess it was super progressive. Like, because first, like, I, my job was uh, four days a week, so I had one day off to make music, then I switched to 50-50, uh, so I was just working two and a half days. So it really, like, I really took my time, you know, and it was all about proving to myself that I could make a sustainable living out of music before quitting my job. That was, like, my main thing. Yeah. Like, after, after a year of musical income that was enough to survive, I was like, okay, now I can. I know I can do this on the, like a regular basis, and I'll try it. You know. Yeah. So where were the first places you played? Um, very first place was uh, Chez Moon, which is a small club in Paris. Second place was Social Club, which which is like, which is a very important place for me because it's where I got to see all my DJ heroes when I was younger and. So playing there was like really special, and it, it, social club in like French music history has a really important place. I feel because it was home to like the Ed Banger guys, uh, later on like the Brudinskys, the Gazafelsteins, and like that old wave of music that's kind of sitting somewhere between uh, the mainstream and the underground, and that's kind of cool for both. And in a way, that's that's like what we're trying to replicate with French music right now. So. I guess, yeah, it's, it's been a very important place, Social Club. And you also lived in, like, Berlin and, like, yeah. Guadalajara. Uh, Guadalajara? Yeah. I still can pronounce it after, <laughs> even after living there for six months. When was that in your life? So, yeah, Berlin was five years ago. I stayed there for, for nine months. I was doing my, 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 like, my internship after my product design school. I was actually working in music for, I was a, a product designer for Tractor. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was really fun. Really, really, such a good time. It was exactly when my DJing career started. So, like, I signed my first track in, like, March 2011. Got my first gig in April and moved to Berlin in April. So, I was just, I was basically using all the money from the gigs to pay for my EasyJet flights back and forth between Paris and Berlin. Because, you know, I was just like doing like small opener sets on like Wednesday nights. So yeah. it was a fun time. And it was cool being in Berlin also just because I, I, it showed me new music. Like I went to techno clubs and deep house clubs, which I didn't go to in Paris before, you know. And then, and then Mexico was the following year in 2012. So I did like five months there. Why, why Mexico? Um, it was, I had to do a semester abroad for my school, so I was like, let's... You took advantage of everything from your school, it sounds like. like kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, my parents always wanted me to have, like, to study for a long time and, and everything, so... I guess I, I wanted to finish my studies, so I had this 
I couldn't drop out, so I tried to like the main. I, I made the most of those experiences, you know. Yeah. So. And now, how do you balance like the time you spend making music and growing? Because you tour a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the tough part. I try to work a bit on the road, but I still really haven't found found like a perfect balance, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and how did your uh, like label collective form? Um, basically, the, uh, the, there was a label before Roche that was called Shiny Disco Club, where there were already Cartel, Cherokee, which was Darius and Cherokee back then. So these guys have known each other for a long time, and I met them in, in 2011. I think at the party I met like almost all of them, like Cesar, which is Roche's uh, label founder, Cartel, Cherokee, Darius. And I think that's it. And then uh, Jean, aka Cesar, always wanted to like do his own record label, so he started Roche. And like he brought it basically just friends, people he knew, and people who I guess he liked the music of. And I joined a bit later on, but yeah, it's it's more of like a like a friendship for music story more than anything else, I guess. Do you have plans to grow it? Yeah, kind of. Now that it, like things are really picking up, like. I mean, I can't really speak for the label because it's it's Jean's decisions. But I, f I feel like we all want Rush to be like like something something big and recognizable because we're I feel like we're on the verge of being that, but we're not there yet. Like again, like like we've been compared by some people to Adbanger or like big labels like this. But I think we're like still really far from that. But we have the potential to be it. So. That's really exciting, and we need yeah. to keep pushing that. And like having like everyone has to make great music, and we have to play bigger shows, and have like just like I feel like that's also like when you all like individually grow bigger, the collective name right. also grows bigger. So yeah. If you're like touring here, like you're still spreading the name of it. Like of course, yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. We're all pushing, and and over the past two years, like FKG has really blown up, which has helped the label, Darius is also super big so it's it's good for everyone and everyone pushes it you know yeah all 10 artists we like always talk about it we we were we wore the, the rose clothes i'm not wearing the sweater right now because it's super humid but <laughs> yeah. no we're yeah we're pushing the we're pushing the name how did you like get into photography like your personal um i don't know just like when i was a kid i always i love visual stuff like whenever like I'm looking at anything. I, I I want to frame it and take that away and like I don't know. It's just it's just always appealed to me. So I bought a camera when I was like 18 and I've I've the chance to travel a lot. So I try to use that to take good pictures. But that's definitely something I could see myself doing like after after music. You know, yeah. be like really a photographer. What do you want to be remembered for? Um. My music. I mean, I, I hope I get to to have like one really good album of beautiful artwork, beautiful music videos, like a full full package that like contains like everything I love and that's like good and that that makes people feel something and yeah. that people kind of can cherish afterwards. Yeah. That and I, and I also want to be remembered for like. 
for for my DJ sets and for like like I love playing live. I love playing for the people. I love make seeing people happy, making people dance, and those are good vibes. You know, I want I want people to remember like good parties where they saw me play when everyone everyone was smiling, everyone was having a blast. Thank you so much. Bye.